darkness, clamped his hands together to keep them steady and called for one more pass play, a ditch attempt to make the first down. He took the snap, faded back. His arm faltered in mid-throw. Someone was standing in the end zone. Abel Fry. The name echoed like an iron bell through its brain, numbing every nerve. Beneath the upstretched arms of the goalpost stood a gaunt, decaying figure washed pale by the floodlights, shreds of a tattered shirt moving like vapors in the breeze, the head cocked grotesquely against the right shoulder as if the neck were broken, a golden-eyed hawk perched on the left shoulder. The figure looked dead, his face a chalky white. When his eyes met Jim's, his pale gray lips parted in a hideous grin. This was an appointment. They knew each other. Yes, said Ian Snyder, leaping to his feet, arms high in jubilation. The hawk's wings burst open as it leaped off the bony shoulder. With head low and eyes crazed with killing, it came straight for Jim Bolts. Every thought fled from Jim's mind. He had no awareness of the game, the football in his hand, or the opposing tacklers breaking through. The only reality for Jim Bolts was searing, mind-conquering fear. The hawk grew larger as it came closer, wings beating furiously, talons opened. Jim Bolts turned and ran. Coach Marquardt came unglued and almost crossed the sideline onto the field. What in Sam Hill is he doing? Bolts, turn around! Their star quarterback was running faster than they'd ever seen him run, but in the wrong direction. Jim's receivers reached the end of their patterns, turned, and then stood there, bewildered as their quarterback shrank in the distance, and both teams fell into confusion. Coach Marquardt ran onto the field, cursing and fuming. Bolts! I'm going to put your rear in a blender! You hear me? Jim Bolts collapsed and rolled into the end zone, then, then got to his feet again, then collapsed again. The ball tumbled free, and the Whitman tackler dove on it. The referee blew his whistle, and the play was over. Time out! Marquardt hollered, signaling, and he got it. A Whitman tackler trotted up to the Baker quarterback, still on the ground. Hey! <laughs> Congratulations, Bolts! You just got us two points! The quarterback was writhing on the ground, whimpering, screaming, What do you think it's just like? Make it up down. Drive it. That way. That way. He threw up his arms as if fending off an attack from, from something. Wow, said the tackler to a teammate. He's wacko. Abel Fry! Both screamed, inching and clawing along the ground, eyes staring upward. Abel Fry! He got to his feet, started to run. Marquardt overtook him and brought him to the ground, holding him down, trying to contain his lashing arms and kicking feet. Give us a hand here, Marquardt shouted, and players from both sides came to help hold Jim down. The field was filling with parents, schoolmates, fans, the curious. A medic came running, emergency kit in hand. There was no need to check for pulse or breathing. The poor kid had plenty of both. Let's get him inside. Careful, careful now, careful. As they carried Jim down the passage to the locker rooms, his head began to droop, and he muttered two last words before he passed out. Abel Fry. Marquardt cursed and thought to himself, It's happening again. As the puzzled football crowd gravitated toward the field, Ian Snyder stole quietly up the stairs to the exit, his hands in the pockets of his long black trench coat. Yeah, he thought. Now Bolts will be just like the others. In Washington, D.C., in an old red brick office building at the end of a narrow hall, 
was a plain little office with its title painted in small black letters on the door, The Veritas Project. Just inside that door, past two secretaries, Mr. Morgan, middle-aged, bald, bespectacled, sat at his cluttered desk reading a field report he'd just received via the Internet. Springfield, Montague, Phase 2. What he read pleased him, and he smiled, nodding his head. His secretary interrupted. Mr. Morgan, the president on line one. He picked up the receiver. Mr. President, he was hearing from the foremost leader of the free world. Mr. Morgan, I understand we have trouble brewing in Baker, Washington. So you've read my report already, every word of it, and I agree. Veritas should have a look at it. Veritas Project? This is Nate Springfield. Oh, hello, Nate. Hang on. I'll connect you. In a few seconds, Mr. Morgan's voice came on the phone. We just got word of something brewing in Baker, Washington. Some kids are getting sick and... De-